When you think about businesses that symbolize Toledo, you think about Jeep, you think about Mancy's, you think about Tony Paco's, you think about Libby Glass. But one business that I think um, all Toledoans can also say is in the same conversation is Wurzel's Bike Shop that's been around, I believe, since 1945. And we're lucky today to have with us Jill Wurzel. Thanks for being with us here, Jill. Thank you, Chuck, for inviting me. Let's talk about the history of Wurzel's Bike Shop, uh, all the different locations. Tell us about the background. Well, my parents started the business in 1945, uh, actually December the 8th, just before Christmas, which was obviously a big time back then. Um, so over the years, we actually had three different locations. Um, and then sometimes bigger is not always better. Where my parents basically started on was Central Avenue down by Upton. So now we just have the one location. And now we are, 1981, we moved on, down the street onto Central between Secor and Douglas. And we've been here, obviously, ever since. So we've been a staple around Toledo for a while, that's for sure. I remember my first bike. I grew up in West Toledo, and my first bike was from Wurzel's Bike Shop, and uh, all the bikes seemed really big, and the store seemed huge back then. Um, so talk about what are your products that you basically sell now? So obviously over the years, um, we've experimented in a quite a few different aspects of the uh, outside fun world of the sports. Um, Probably people don't know that at one time we sold inline skates when those were popular too. Um, obviously, bicycles are our backbone and that's our bread and butter of everything. And we sell and service everything here on site. We have certified mechanics to be able to do all that. Um, we also do ski stuff in the winter. Obviously, our winters are pretty mild nowadays. So we only now do cross-country uh, rentals and or sales. The uh, downhill stuff. Um, we actually got out of business and all of that. Um, then over the years too, I don't know if people were aware of it, but at one time I did snow removal, which was pretty big, but, um, I'm right, I'm back down to just being a bike shop and full service center now for, and, uh, we also do full service for e-bikes too. One of the only bike shops that'll work on any e-bikes that are out there, not just specifically what we, what we sell, but other brands that are purchased on the internet too. So it's kind of nice to see the whole thing evolve and, and change over the years. I guess one of the things that uh, to me stands out about Wurzel's, uh, really good selection. Um, the quality of bikes is seems to be a whole lot better than you would find in some of the big stores and the personal service. And I also am impressed about how you're trying to get the bike to specifically fit the person. So yeah, we want people to come in obviously and shop everything. You need to go for test rides. You need to try out different things. Um, and you are correct that a bike shop bike is a, is built with better quality parts and things of that nature versus a big box store. Um, I know not everybody can afford something of the, uh, you know, of a bike shop quality bicycle, and that's why they do go to the big box store. But also, they would be further ahead sometimes to purchase a used bike from us with a better quality than what you're going to find over there. Um, and the, you know, your bikes that come in from a shop, a purchase from the uh, from us here, we're going to size you and fit you correctly, and make sure if it's a little person that uh, that they can stop properly and and safely too to control the bicycle. 
So there's many different aspects, you know, of how to get size for a bike along with seat height and overall standover height. Um, you know, the safety of it all for your reach from seat to handlebars is important too. So we try to take that under consideration when we size you up for a bike and get you out there riding. But I've also noticed like in my family, like we might have some of your bikes from 10 or 15 years ago and we bring them in for the yearly or bi-yearly uh, maintenance and it almost seems like it's a brand new bike when we get it back. Well, we hope so. We want that to happen because uh, obviously when you use a bike, your cable stretch and spoke tension loosens up and just normal wear and tear, even the chain needs to be replaced. So yeah, it is important to have your bike serviced, as you said, yearly or bi-yearly just to make sure that everything is safe and up to par and your brake pads aren't dry rot and tires aren't dry rot and things of that nature. So yeah, mechanics part of it is, is very important too to keep you out there pedaling on your investment that you have. You know, you can you can buy that one bike and it can last you basically a lifetime as long as it's been serviced correctly over the years. Tell our listeners a little bit about your involvement. I mean, what age did you start going to the bike shop? <laughs> well, I remember taking naps on bike boxes. So obviously at two and three years old, so to speak. Um, we all had to work there when we were growing up during, you know, the summer and everything. And then uh, when I was 22 years old, so to speak, um, I ended up dropping out of, uh, out of school and took over the shop full time. And here I am still doing the same thing. So it's, it's nice to see the longevity. I'm very, you know, very humbled and very proud to be able to do that. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it either without the support of the, of the local people in the 419. They are, they're very supportive of us. That's for sure. I think we've talked off camera where you've indicated like you have generations and generations of families and grandparents and parents and kids and, you know, like three and four generations of families. It's nice to see, yeah, people come back in that were, uh, that were three years old when we sold them their first bike and now they're bringing their kids back in that are three years old to get a bike. So it's, it's very nice to have the support and the loyalty, you know, from the families uh, to come back and support us and everything. It's, it's nice to see the generations carry on and that cycling is still important in people's lives. That's for sure. We need to keep moving and, you know, it's, 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 it's good impact. It's not like jogging or anything that, you know, it's low impact and everything on your joints. So People can ride a bike up until they're 100 years old if they are able to. So, Can you tell us, like, let's say in the last 30 years, how has your industry changed? And I'm assuming there's cycles where biking is super popular and maybe then a le less popular and then super popular again. A few years it was mountain bikes. Then it went to road bikes. Then it went to hybrids. Um, so now the crave, obviously, are the e-bikes. But over the years, you can just see the different style of bicycles that become more popular than others, um, you know, in that in that way. But the e-bikes right now are the hot seller at the present moment. And the people that are buying the e-bikes, is it more the young people or the old people? It's it's everybody in between there, Chuck. We got you've got kids in their 20s that are buying them. Um, a lot of people are using them to commute back and forth to work or to run errands. And then obviously all the way up to senior citizens that retired and they, you know, they bought a motor home and they're going to go out and, and camp and everything. But I, the senior citizens are the ones that I believe is the highest 
level um, age bracket, I should say, to, um, purchasing the e-bikes. Jill, you've talked about the e-bikes. Um, if somebody's interested in an e-bike, what are the features they should look for? How do you decide which is the right one for you? So obviously price point is going to be pretty important. Um, that's what's going to make the changes of the bicycles themselves. So there's a couple of different factors that come into play with an e-bike. Um, obviously there's step over e-bikes and then there's step through e-bikes. And since the e-bikes are a lot heavier, people are going to generate, usually go towards the step through because it's easier to enter and exit the bicycle. And then there's the, uh, there's a hub driven and then there's a mid drive. So the assistance is either in the back wheel or it's in the crank area, which is considered the mid drive. Um, most of the e-bikes around here need to be like a class one, which is a 20 mile an hour um, assistance that you have. Some of the other bicycles, they do have a throttle on them and they can go up to 28 miles an hour, which would be considered like a class three. However, most of the metro parks around here and our bike trails will not allow the throttles to be driven, uh, ridden on the bike trails there where you have to go back to the class ones that are the true pedal assist. And then the 20 mile an hours are what's welcomed most of the uh, area of Toledo here. Um, but there's a couple different factors. Again, same thing as if you're looking for a bicycle, you're with the e-bikes, you need to ride them because there is, they just, they feel different with the assistance. And that's important also because you don't want it to get away from you and you want to make sure you have full control. Uh, so test rides are definitely important on that end of it too. And let's say the price range from low to high would be between what range? So some of the stuff that's on the internet again, um, which is not anything that we would carry, they do start about $800. Then our merchandise here in an e-bike, you're looking anywhere from about say $1,400 up to six or seven. It just depends upon what you're looking to get into. And I'll tell you one thing, you need to come in for a test ride because they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things I want to thank you for is partner, partnering with us on Bikes for Kids. I think this is going to be our 15th year. And normally what we try to do is um, we get nominations and we try to find 10 or more deserving children and we give them a bike. You fit it to them. You give them a helmet. We've had a lot of heartfelt stories over the years, and I want to thank you for your involvement in this. Have you enjoyed like meeting some of these kids with neat stories that are well-deserving? Yeah, being a part of this, and I'm glad that, you, uh, that we started this a long time ago with you guys. We could be a part of it. Yeah, it's very rewarding to have the kids come in and hear their stories. You know, you always hear the bad out there in the world, and it's nice to have the good come out and, you know, get these kids out there on, on some fun things and they can ride a bike and everything. Um, I guess the, uh, probably the story that hit me the most that sticks out after all these years, he was the blind student from St. Francis. Right. And uh, we ended up giving him a tandem with his parents and stuff to be able to go out and ride. That was probably the most touching story that's of all the bikes for kids. That's the one that sticks out in my mind the most. It was rewarding. Let's talk about the other type of events that you're involved with in Wurzels. Um, you hit, what are these glow rides? And ex explain to the audience what other stuff you're into. So we try to do a couple different rides during the year. Um, we do glow rolls and they've probably been doing those for the past 10 years. 
Um, in the beginning, we did them every other Friday night. Now we just do them, try to do them once a month. But it's just to get a group of people out of all ages, you know, and they can go for a bike ride. It's a slow pace. It's kind of fun. Then everybody decorates their bikes with the lights. So you're coming back when it's dark and it's, it's, it's just a very cool atmosphere. We've done fundraisers and bike rides for Read for Literacy and ovarian cancer and things of that nature. Um, the small rides that leave out of the shop that we put a little uh, bucket out there for donations and like Save a Pet, things like that. We've done um, so many different organizations that have, you know, tried to raise a little bit of money for them to help along the way too, just from the generosity of people coming to do our little bike rides from the parking lot. One thing I do want to share that a lot of people probably don't know is that I have a nonprofit side of the shop also called Pedal On, where people that are cleaning out their garages or whatever, we take donated bikes from people and then we will fix them up and then we give them away to free to people that are in need. They have to have either a, a counselor or a job coach or something like that. But that is a pretty big part of the shop too that people don't really know that end of it. Um, it's kind of a hidden secret, so to speak, but we do that also. Over the years, I've noticed, and I haven't been there yet this year, do you still have dogs in the office? Jack's sitting underneath my, underneath <laughs> my desk right now. <laughs> yeah. He's being pretty good. That's one of the attractions. Uh, you can buy a bike and pet a dog. And, you know, having the dog in the business, I think, uh, makes it even, uh, you know, nicer for everybody involved. Some people come in just to see the dog, Chuck, not me. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners what days and hours are you guys open? Uh, first of all, we're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 3. We're closed on Sundays. We're open, obviously, six days a week, and we're here all year round. We might close for a couple of holidays, you know, um, a week or two or something like that for vacation. But otherwise, we're here every day. Do you need to call for an appointment or you can just come in? No, though no appointments necessary. Just come in during business hours, drop off your repair job or whatever you have going on. Um, we try to get the bikes back as soon as possible, but right now we're running about two or three days on service just because we got hit pretty hard with the warm temps here is coming up here. So, Thank you, Jill, for being with us today. Um, I think it's impressive, the great customer service, the tradition, and how your business always, always gives back to the community. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it. Thank you.